With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know The Riley and Kimmy Show Superhero action figures over seven inches tall It's the Riley and Kimmy Show Lots of action for one and all Action figures over seven inches tall The Riley and Kimmy Show out and about kicking off uh, this episode and let's see, we're at 871 of the Riley and Kimmy Show, and we are in Sanford, Florida as we record this. We were with our good friend. He is from Jacksonville. He came down to Central Florida. That is Ed Tucker, show promoter. Actually, it's an old show that's not, I don't mean old like ancient, but the show has a new name. It was Retro-Rama. It's still kind of Retro-Rama. It still has a retro feel. What is the official new name of the show that's happening in August this year in Jacksonville, Florida, Ed? Well, that official name, Patrick, is Fan Lexicon. And as that name implies, it's a little bit of everything. It's a celebration of all types of fandom. But the old part that you were mentioning is that it will still feature the Retro-Rama Collectibles show, which has been going strong for almost five years now, if you can believe that. And the Retro-Rama Collectibles show will be the heart of this. It will be housed in a 10,000-square-foot ballroom, which is larger than all the space that we had previously at the Ramada Conference Center. So, and that's just part of it. That'll be one-third of the overall show. We have a total of 35,000 square feet. We own the Lexington Hotel in San Marco for the entire weekend of August 20th and 21st. Now, I've heard, I I hope this is official, you're going to actually have like a tiki pool party kind of, you know, festive event happening at night? Well, among our things that we've wanted uh, for a long time as we've evolved was to have a little special event for our vendors. And we're going to have a Friday night set up, which is something people have asked actually be Friday afternoon. It's like 3 to 7. But after that, at 7 p.m., we're going to have a tiki pool party there at the hotel. It's mainly for vendors and guests and artists and things, but people that have VIP passes can attend to. There'll be live music. There'll be food. And it's just meant to be a social gathering where people, you know, after you spent your day setting up, you can relax, hang out with people, and just, you know, enjoy sort of maybe the professional side of fandom, if you will. Wow, major changes for you. Uh, still, all the collectibles you're talking about, like, you know, I can find my vintage lunch boxes and G.I. Joes and action figures and things like that, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I say, the Retro-Rama Collectible Show, which has always been based in vintage pop culture, will be the heart of this event, and that's why we're dedicating so much space to it. We've already sold almost 100 tables, Whoa. and we're still three months out from the show, so that's, that's being uh, very well received. 
there'll just be a lot of other things to go along with it as well. You know, we, we've always wanted to make it so that there was a whole weekend's worth of stuff for people to do. And like, for example, on Saturday, we'll have panels going throughout the day, screenings. We will have an after party for everyone wow. on Saturday that's open to everybody who's a guest there. That'll also have live music and, you know, uh, costume events and things like that. We're going to special screenings. So you will have the costume contest going on. And are you doing age levels and things like that with that, you know, uh, for that contest? Or is it like everybody who shows up is grouped in, you know, competing with the same ages? Or do you have categories? No, we'll do different categories in that. And I believe there will also be a, a designation between cosplay and costuming. Okay. We, we have two groups. We have Candy Keen, who is a, a nationally recognized cosplay artist, as well as another group called Actualized Arts that's handling our cosplay track for the mm. event. They're professionals. They know the way to do this, but typically they do break it into different groupings, particularly a younger category, and we'll have a special prize for that that's more appropriate to them. But, you know, we, we want to make it for everybody and make it fair. Now, I know one of our good friends, uh, we love him. He's the voice of Space Ghost. George Lowe will be one of your special guests, right? Oh, yeah. We're very happy to have him. I didn't realize when I met him, he said he'd never done a show in Jacksonville. And I said, well, he said nobody would ever asked him. <laughs> I said, well, let's fix that right now. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, we have him. We also have uh, uh, Samantha Newark, who is the voice of Jim on Jim and the Holograms. Just an incredibly sweet lady. She'll be there. One of the other ones I'm really excited about, I don't know if you've seen this one or not uh, yet, Patrick, but it's Mike Toth, T-O-T-H. He was an animator for both Filmation and Disney, but he worked on just about everything that we grew up watching, from Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids to the Flash Gordon uh, Filmation cartoons of the 70s. He was in there at a very unique time because he made the transition from Saturday morning cartoons to the weekday afternoon cartoons yes. like He-Man and She-Ra, and then moved on to Disney Studios. He worked on Tarzan. He worked on Aladdin. He's done just a, a ton of stuff in his lifetime. It's amazing. That is that is an interesting person to talk to and see. And will he have samples of his work, do you know? He will, and I can tell you that I personally, just on coincidence, happened to pick up some original film cells Whoa. when I was in California a few years ago. So I've got Flash Gordon and Star Trek. He also worked on the Filmation Shazam cartoon, and oh. I've got some of those. So those those may be on display for people to see. And who knows, I might part with a few of them. Maybe we'll give one away as a door prize. There, well, see, you and your door prizes, look out, right? Oh, yeah, we'll have plenty of good stuff. We've got a lot of buy-in from the local comic book shops and things. They're uh, donating stuff again and, of course, gift certificates and things like that because, you know, they're, they're the heart of fandom in Jacksonville because they're, they're the 363 days that we're not. So. Now, I, I have a friend who's and he's not a vendor. He's an attendee and a nerd, and he's complaining that there's not comic books at these shows that have the name Comic Con to them. A lot of them don't. Um, you don't have the word really Comic Con tied to you, but are you going to have some comic book dealers uh, at the event who will have vintage comics? Oh, yes. We've got a couple of them. I can mention one, uh, Jay's Multimedia. He has some really nice Golden and Silver Age issues. Wow. Now, of course, he turns over pretty quickly, but I can tell you a little secret. He's not doing Megacon this year for the first time which is going to mean that more of that sweet stuff that I saw the other week at Free Comic Book Day is going to be available in August at our show and he had some really nice key issues. Fantastic so for those who don't know key issues those are like you know the Hulk 181s and the first appearance of Spider-Man things like that those are the, the books you want to fill your collection with the, the primes the silver ages the, even the bronze and modern ages as well so that is something to check out it's worth the drive especially if you're listening in the central Florida area to Jacksonville I think that's one of the things that people don't realize 
uh, especially from afar where I've talked to people, they don't realize how saturated, and I'm not bashing the, the market, but Orlando is saturated with a ton of conventions. And your area, Jacksonville, is a, it's an easy drive, and it's not saturated. No, and, and like you said, it is an easy drive. It's straight up I-4 to 95 and 95 right in. Now, we've moved from where we were before, which was, I mean, literally you could almost drive off the interstate into the parking lot. It's a little bit further into town, about 10 miles further than the other location, but it's still right off the interstate, easy to find. Now, I got a question, because you, you, you're my master Yoda of conventions and toy shows, because uh, you go back at least into the early 90s probably uh, with, with shows actually yeah i believe it was 90 91 when i started going and you when, and you saw the the height when you know at way back it sounds like we're talking about 100 years ago and in a way it was 100 years or is 100 years in toy world but way back then you'd had just comic shows and you had just toy shows for the most part and then beanie babies came in there and kind of blended toy shows and beanie babies and we got a, a big just wave of shows for a while at least where i was living in in chicagoland area it was just show after show after show and i was wondering are you seeing that now not the beanie baby but are you seeing like these shows popping up in the state of florida uh that is reminds me of the 90s when it was just every weekend yeah, it is, seems to be heading back into that direction. At the time that we started doing these again about five years ago, it, it wasn't like that. And that's why I had a lot of people that had been former vendors of mine from the mid to late 90s saying, hey, why don't you do a show again? There's nothing. But a lot of that was being uh, necessitated by people growing tired of eBay, yeah. which is what killed the in-person shows the first time. So now the pendulum had swung back the other way. Well, I, I think gradually people are ramping up and trying to get their own piece of the pie in that now so we'll see what happens yeah it's and there's you know everybody wants to be part of fandom now it seems like you know uh, you, we got when it comes to superhero oriented i mean we got so many movies so many tv shows now that are everywhere my concern is that and you can relate to this probably where i've tried to have this discussion with others i'm afraid that we're moving into the western world because we when we were born we were coming out of that western phase for decades, Westerns had dominated the media. It had been radio, been in TV, you know, movies, everything Western, Western, Western. And then pop culture shifted away from it. And I just have a concern that superheroes may be going down that Western route, you know, right now. Because I'm seeing it everywhere. Well, you know, that's certainly a possibility, Patrick. But if you think, I mean, when all that happened in the 50s, they phased out a lot of the superheroes except for the big ones like Superman and the Batman and Captain America. Wonder Woman. Right. And But that only lasted for about five years or so. And that was the whole division between the Golden Age and the Silver Sorry. Age. And, you know, then, of course, they sort of lost favor again in the late 60s, early 70s. That ushered in the Bronze Age. So, right. I mean, it, it, they'll probably always be superheroes. They just may not be the superheroes that you and I grew up with. True. Very true. And may not have the, the huge, you know, interest that they do. Pop culture will still exist. Your show will still exist. It just, you know, what I'm getting at is it seems like all the shows in the area of Florida, a lot of them are popping up are superhero oriented, you know, or, or have that tie to it. And I'm just concerned we might get a burnout because, you know, I don't know. We had a backlash with some nerds with Batman versus Superman. I don't know if you saw that film. Um, and there are some that are also, you know, uh, feeling a little burnout maybe with, uh, you know, Civil War and stuff that's going on. So I just... You know, maybe there's there's a, too much of that in, the, in in the world right now. I don't I don't know. You know, for for shows, that's why I find your show because it's not a comic book show. Is is a really nice thing because it offers all forms of nerddom, all forms of you know geekdom right there. So it's a it's a unique animal. 
Well, and that's exactly what we're going for. I mean, we, we recognize, and, and I have, I mean, I've been a fan since I was 12 years old and a collector and things, and I, I recognize that, you know, collecting is different for everybody. Fandom is different for everybody. So you just have to touch, you know, on each of those different points and then let people take it in their own direction for what they want to make of it. Now, before I let you go, Ed, two questions, and I'll let you go. We're talking December of this year. Uh, are you looking forward to Rogue one the uh the new star wars film that's out there are you looking forward to that i mean i you and i felt the same way about the force awakens we won't go down there you and i had similar feelings do you think this one's going to be tapping into what we loved of star wars or are you entering it with a little caution and is it, are you seeing any spike in collecting already with that upcoming film uh, well, to, to answer your question in reverse order, no, I have not seen a big spike in collecting right now. There was a little resurgence with The Force Awakens, but it was really just a bump, and it kind of evened out very quickly. And you're not even seeing, you know, there was there was a glut for a little while right as the movie was out in the stores, but now a lot of that stuff's heading into your discount stores mm-hmm. and things, so it didn't last long. So that's the answer to your second question. Back to your first, I'll, I'll go back to something you said a little bit earlier about Superman versus Batman. Mm-hmm. I went to see that with extremely low expectations. Okay. And I would say that I was pleasantly surprised because I did that. And I'm going to treat Rogue One the same way that I did that. You know, Force Awakens did not thrill me. I was disappointed. So I'm going to go into that with low expectations, but it doesn't mean that I won't see it and I won't, you know... Be prepared to like it if it's likable. Well, we want to have you as a movie reviewer uh, when that comes out, okay? Oh, I would love to. And also to mention, I saw Civil War, and I'm, I'm not the Marvel fan that I am for DC, which makes the movies much more enjoyable for me. Ah. And honestly, my review of Civil War in one sentence is the Avengers fight scene is worth your admission. Everything else is a bonus. Okay. There, that's Ed Tucker there. And Ed, what is the, what are the dates for the big show in Jacksonville again? Fan Lexicon is August 20th and 21st, 2016 in Jacksonville. Again, if you're a vendor and a VIP pass holder, there'll be some events on Friday, but the real action starts 10 a.m. Saturday morning, August 20th. And it's great having Ed Tucker on the Riley and Kimmy show, wasn't it, Kimmy? Yes, thank you, Ed. Yes, it was It was a, a really a fun Sunday for the Riley and Kimmy show. We went to uh, Sanford, Florida because... Ed was coming down from Jacksonville. He's a very good friend of ours, and he said, "Hey, let's uh, let's do a lunch thing." And we got together with Ed, and mm-hmm. we were able to talk about the big fan lexicon, Retro Rama Collectibles fan lexicon, happening August twentieth through the twenty first. That's a Saturday and Sunday in Jacksonville, Florida, and also outside of the interview or the discussion with. Ed, for this episode, we talked other nerd things and collectible things. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a treasure when it comes to uh, hunting for toys and and things like that. Just to talk to him. Oh yes. And I would love to have him on the show. And he has an invite, and I think we'll do this in the very near future, when time permits. Is talk about vintage films and films that are really off the radar. He really knows those B films and C films. Mm-hmm. He has a, a great knowledge, especially of the horror genres or the horror genre and sci-fi and fantasy. And even films that were made in Florida that some people may have forgotten or don't even realize. That's right. Full of history and treasure. So we'll talk to our big friend, the big nerd, otherwise known as Ed, in the not-so-distant future. And we do have links to Fan Lexicon right on our website, which is what, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Yes, RileyandKimmy.com, the place to go to for our Facebook page, Twitter page, and other social media. Be sure to follow, friend, and like us. When you do, you'll be able to find out exactly where we are and 
Um, sometimes in some places we give away things. It's your way of staying connected and, you know, staying up to date with the Riley and Kimmy show. Be sure to tell your friends about us. We are the place, your source for daily pop culture. That's right. You can do, you know, a show, a podcast once a month, once in a while, once a week, whenever you feel like it, or you can be totally insane like we are and do them every single day. Right, Kimmy? Mm, Yes. Often imitated, never duplicated. The Riley and Kimmy show. We are mobile. We are global. You can hear us all over planet Earth. Take us on any type of device. We are there just for you. And links to iTunes and other sources available right on our website. And that is RileyandKimmy.com. Now, before we went out and saw our good friend Ed on Sunday, very early Sunday morning, Kimmy's like, let's watch a movie because she sent away for a couple of films. One we just recently saw that was re-released in the movie theaters. And that was a true joy and treat to see it, the one in the theaters. And I said, well, you know, that that individual had another film. And Kimmy looked it up and she goes, oh, you're right. So she sent away for a film that we had never seen, neither one of us. And it arrived on Saturday. So very early Sunday morning, Kimmy says, let's watch the one we have never seen. And we watched this. Joey just placed pulled 17,000. We made our usual 35 and a kid made 1500 $1,500? We got to make more money. The king has arrived. Guess who the queen is? The kid. You and your crew can move bars. You take the club, lock keys and all. The king. How do you want to die? Bad blood. I want my money, but this joint is mine. Hot Stellas. Just as long as I hurt you. In a story the way only Prince could tell it. Honey boy. With music. Love come quick. Love come in a hurry. Graffiti Bridge. In the temple tonight. I cook young brothers like you and spit out your seeds. Staples, George Clinton, Ingrid Chavez, Tevin Campbell, and Prince. Graffiti Bridge. Now what time is it? Right there, that's the whole movie. <laughs> Pre- pretty much it, without the weird uh, angel thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, very interesting film from the aspect that is totally a departure from the previous film that it is actually a sequel to. It is a sequel to Purple Rain, kind of, in a weird way. And if you really research the movie, you'll find it didn't start out to be and kind of ended up, ended up that way. Yeah. I wonder when it, they decided it was going to be what point yeah. you know, in the process. I don't know. I'm glad I got to see it. I am a big fan of Prince's, and I, I mm-hmm. love his music. And one of the reasons I wanted to see was possibly to see more stage work and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed, though, from the aspect that this was definitely shot all on set uh, compared to the original film, which was shot in Minneapolis and, you know, actually shot in a club. And, and you had the actual feel of the mid-'80s with that one. Mm-hmm. This one just 
very sanitized in certain ways. Right. And had just an odd, odd look to it. I can't can't place it. it was almost it was almost video, not film, the way it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a lot different. Yes, a lot, a lot different. Well, thank you, thank you, Kimmy, for getting that film. Sure. And I can't wait to show it to somebody else. I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to loan this to one of uh, the biggest fans of Prince that I know, and that is Patty Waller of Vicious Collectibles. She hasn't seen it? Well, we're going to offer it to her because okay. she is such a good friend, mm-hmm. and I know she loves Prince as well, and she will have to make her husband, Eric, watch it. I don't think he's that big of a fan. You know, maybe he needs to watch Purple Rain first. Yeah. Well, no. What am I saying? Have him watch Graffiti Bridge first, then he'll really love Purple Rain. Right. Yeah, there, True. We'll just do it in reverse there on, on him. So that's what's coming to our good friend's you know, Patty and Eric Waller, the vicious collectible cupcake zombie people who, by the way, I hope to give this to them and we can get a review maybe. They will be out and about real soon. They'll be making a big appearance, and that is at Megacon in Orlando at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. They will be there. Uh, be sure to check out the cupcake zombie people, the vicious collectible table. That is Eric and Patty Waller. And by the way, speaking of Megacon, Kimmy. I got the job! I got the job. Yes, Kimmy, I got the job. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't know really what I could talk about right here with this episode because really before sitting down for 871, not that far off. I mean, it was it was eh, not minutes, but it was not that long ago before sitting down for this episode. Something became confirmed <laughs> and I've been asked to moderate some things. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if I can really reveal what they are yeah. yet, can I? Well... We don't have the full, full details I'm quite doing, yet. I, yeah, I'm doing something on, on, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And one of them is going to be a little different. Okay, it's not your typical panel. I mm-hmm. will say that much. But I will be emceeing it. I, I, you know, I'll have a, a different type of role with it, right? Right. A quiz master? Yes, that's kind of what I'm going to be. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh-huh. a, a quiz master, right? Uh, yes, a, a quiz master. Yes, a quiz master. A quiz master? Yeah, that, that'll be me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more details on our Facebook page. I'll be announcing more with that as we get closer to Megacon. Big thank you, by the way, to those of Megacon for uh, asking the Riley and Kimmy show, asking me to be part of this. I'm quite honored. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was coming. You actually knew. You uh, were talking with somebody with Megacon about that, and I was kind of out of the loop on that one. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a cool thing. Uh, to happen before we sat down for 871. And speaking of Megacon, by the way, I want to highlight some things that are going to be happening at Megacon as we get closer and closer with each episode. And one of them is a very talented artist, a painter, and good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. And that is artist Chris King will be appearing at Megacon. Please check out his table, his booth area. We'll have a link to his Facebook page, his artist page, and you can see his beautiful work. I have no idea what he is bringing uh, he has giant paintings. When I say giant, they are five foot by 40. And he has others as well. He has gorgeous Edgar Allan Poe work and many others. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting pieces. They will they will beautify whatever you call home or your office, right? Absolutely. Gorgeous work. Yes. And he is one of the nicest human beings you can have the opportunity to talk to. He is brilliant. He doesn't realize how good he is either. Mm-hmm. And 
if you have the opportunity and you are going into Artist Alley, please check out his table and check out his art. That is artist Chris King. We have a link right on our website, and that is RileyandKimmy.com. And by the way, speaking of conventions, on our next episode, 872, if everything goes the way it's supposed to, I, I'm, I'm hoping it is, something Ed and I talked about on this episode, a little bit about the changes kind of or about conventions we kind of dealt with a little bit of the 1990s with with Ed. Well, we're going to talk with somebody about the changes of conventions. We'll touch base maybe back 10 years, but we're also going to talk about now and some things that might be on the horizon. And I'm not talking about Megacon. I'm talking about conventions, pop culture conventions around the country, and also how there might be some changes with the smaller ones and some things that are behind the scenes that people might not realize, which affects the convention itself. So if everything goes well as planned, this guest will come on for episode 872. All right. Are you looking forward to that, Kimmy? Uh-huh. That's going to be fun, yep. right? And and we'll be talking some nerd stuff about that and just uh, the differences in toy shows, comic book shows, and, and pop culture things and, and stuff like that. We might even be talking about, according to, you know, I hate to be divulging what he wants to talk about. I think he also wants to talk about cosplay, too. I don't know in what capacity. And art, he wants to talk about uh, comic books and, you know, things like that. So I'm looking forward to having that guest. Now, another guest, which I hope to have on, I'm going to announce this one ahead of time because he is a brother from another mother, and he will be at MegaCon. He's doing panels. He's invited us to stop by his panels. And as long as they don't conflict with mine, they better not conflict with mine. He better not be conflicting with me. <laughs> I, I'm i going to have an issue with him. I'm going to have to send our, our puppet representative to him if, if he, he's doing that. You better not be doing that. Anyway, it's, it's, it's artist Martin Dunn, who I hope to have on the show before Megacon, uh, to talk about what he has planned. He actually has a campaign that he is doing. He's got T-shirts made up, too, Kimmy. I've seen those. I don't want to divulge it yet if he's trying to keep it quiet. There's something that is near and dear to Martin, and he wants to spread the word about and he's going to be actually probably, I don't want to say probably, he's actually be making uh, his uh, his opinion known at Megacon with this, a certain viewpoint. And I want him to discuss that if he can, if he can come on the show if he wants to. He may want to save it for his own. By the way, Martin has a fantastic show of his own. He does Monday through Friday. It's great. It's a, it's He and his uh, partner, Dustin Holifer, are fantastic. They are great. And if you get a chance to check them out, I encourage that. We have a link to Martin and Dustin's show right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And if he has the time and he is extremely busy, I'm not kidding. The guy, I don't know how, I, I think he never sleeps. He works on his own projects. He's also inking for a certain company, one of the big two right now. And I don't know if that, how public that is. He's shown me some stuff behind the scenes. It's gorgeous work. He is skilled. And uh, look forward to talking to him. I hope he can take some time out and talk with us on the Riley and Kimmy show. Maybe this week. Who knows, right, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. And also lining up some other individuals who will be guests at MegaCon. We're trying to work that for this coming week and into next week as well. It's going to be a fun time, busy time. And by the way, if you're in other parts of the United States besides Central Florida, airplanes come down here. That's right. We have flights quite often to Greater Orlando, Sanford Airport, Tampa, you know, even Daytona Beach, which is nearby to Orlando. 
And, you know, this is the place to come to, right? Mm-hmm. You will not want to miss out on MegaCon. And I've had some people ask me, they go, well, how many people do you think are going to be at MegaCon this year? I, I'm guessing 110,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's going to be over the 100,000 mark. We, right. know, we know that. But I'm, I'm guessing 110 to 115,000. Mm-hmm. That's just a ballpark guess. It's going to be huge. And you can help make it huge. You can help make it fun. We need your nerdum. We need you there. So there's and there's something for everybody. Trust me, this thing is so big, and and so many things going on. Uh, there there's something for all ages. That's there. right. And if you're into collectibles, there's collectibles too. The vendor room will make you happy. I I guarantee, I guarantee it, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And we know some of those vendors. They get some great stuff. And we'll yeah. be talking about that as we get closer to and and at MegaCon. That's right. And the 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 guest list is just incredible. This is, I mean, just a wow. Yeah. My and not to brag, our very good friend. I'm envious of him. Okay. Our very good friend Mark B. Lee is going to be the host of some fantastic panels. Oh, absolutely. I mean, do you know? Do you, can you remember who he's? Oh, just off the I, top of your I was head? looking at his uh, his list today that he posted, and it's uh, Adam West and Burt Ward. Oh, I am. Jealous. I know. Yes. Uh, Ming Na Wing. Oh, really? Uh huh. Billy Piper. Mm. John Cusack. Oh my! I mean, big, big names. Yes. So he's he's that's gonna be just awesome. And and Mark, I doubt I can get on the show before MegaCon. We will try. Mark is extremely good at panels. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. They are entertaining. He's worth checking out. You 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 will you will have a fun time. Oh yes. So we're looking forward to that with this big. I mean, this is probably this is the biggest MegaCon uh, celebrity thing ever ever yes. now for me the biggest and i'm not bashing the new people but for the the previous owners was when they had next generation there mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty pretty wicked that was huge that was big yeah this this is like i mean this this list of of celebrities they have is just uh, i don't know where they're gonna how they're gonna fit them all in there <laughs> the orange county convention Ooh, center is it's big, big. It, it, it's a big stomping ground yes and it is huge and as Kimmy said, this is going to be very big. So uh, if you want to find more about MegaCon, go to MegaCon or actually MegaConvention.com. That is their website. And they have all the list of everybody who's who's going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to have four days to fit it all in. That's right. Four days. Kicking off on a Thursday at the end of the month. I I can't wait. Can mm-hmm. you, Kimmy? Mm-mm. It's going to be fun. Look forward to seeing friends and most of all, meeting new friends and perhaps meeting you. If you come to MegaCon, by the way, if you know wherever we are, when we're out and about and stuff like that, we keep you updated like on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and things like that. Please uh, come by and say hi to us, regardless if you want to talk on the Riley and Kimmy show or not. You know, mm-hmm. If you want to become part of a podcast, that's great. We'd love to have you if you want to talk nerd or if you just want to talk you know, behind the scenes and say, hey, we'd love to hear from you. Right, Kimmy? That's right. Kimmy, I have a question for you. Would you like to play Nerd and Geek Trivia right now? Ooh, yeah. All right. We are moving over into the almanac, the pop pop culture, and some history as well, because Kimmy loves it so much. All fun and nerd-oriented as we ask her questions. She's trying to win her pocket lint. If she gets more of the questions right than wrong, she wins. That's the way it works, right, Kimmy? Uh-huh. I think for the past few shows, I have you know, I need to put up marks and stuff like that. I think for the past few shows, you've been actually walking away with pocket one. I know. I've been doing better. You have been. Are you studying up on me? Nope. Are you cheating? Nope. Because I can do something if you are. Nope. You're, you're not cheating on me, right? Mm-mm. You sure? 
How can I? I don't know what you're going to ask me. All right, Kimmy. Now, these questions sometimes will be bouncing around. They're not linear, so that way you can't cheat just by guessing. Example, we asked something from 1940. The next one won't be 1941. It could be 1890. It could Mm -hmm. be 1990. Who knows? Here we go for May 16th as we flip the calendar over. Kimmy, this, this item made its debut on this date in history. It was sold for the very first time. Time was when lunches struggled to survive the great spaghetti jungle. But then, Franco-American invented the spaghetti eater's survival kit. An eat round spaghetti you can eat with a spoon. Try Franco-American SpaghettiOs in tomato and cheese sauce, or with 18 tasty little meatballs, or with sliced franks. Franco-American, oh, SpaghettiOs. Almost sounds like George Lowe there doing the announcing. Yeah. Didn't it? It, it did, but it is not. Now, Kimmy, can you tell me what year did SpaghettiOs hit the shelves for the very first time? 1969? Very close. 1965. Oh. Now that uh-oh, SpaghettiOs thing is from the mid-1970s, by the way. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, Kimmy, it was on this date in history that the first Academy Awards was done, was presented, was awarded. Give me the year the very first Academy Awards happened. 1945? 1929, Kimmy. Oof. That pocket is starting to go distant on us. Yeah. All right, Kimmy. It was on this date in history. U.S. postage for a one one-ounce Let's do that again here with us. One ounce first class stamp was increased from six cents to eight cents. Do you remember this happening? Do you mm. remember Do you remember the eight cent stamp? Well, Kimmy, what year did this happen? From six cents to eight cents. You were on planet Earth. I will say that much. 1968? 1971, Kimmy. Okay. It's on this date. Sports question for you, Kimmy. Here we go. You're going to get that pocket lint with this one. On this date in history, Michael Jordan was named Rookie of the Year for the NBA. 1980? Ooh, Kimmy. 1985. Oh. Yes. That's uh, the year, uh, you know, I met him. <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah, because the radio station I was working at at the time brought in, and this is no joke, for a charity event. Uh, Michael Jordan came in. He was Rookie of the Year, and this was a very big radio station I was part of, and they did a charity game. The local college there went against Michael Jordan and our radio station team, sold all the tickets, actually sold out the entire arena uh, for charity, and it was a fantastic event. And because I don't follow sports, when I met him, I had no clue who he was. Mm. I actually accompanied the station, and him took him out on uh, autograph signings and stuff because he, he spent – um, whole day doing that appearances and one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Mm. Uh, he was, I think he was only set to sign for an hour and he signed for, if I remember correctly, like three hours mm. and was very nice to everybody. And yes, I can say I was sort of on the basketball team with Michael Jordan. All right. Yeah. Pretty and, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of bizarre. even though you didn't know who he was. That's not the first time that. Well, that was the first time that actually big sports. I had no clue who it was. Then it would happen to somebody else a little bit later on. Uh-huh. I, you, you know who that was, right? And who was it? Bobby Knight. That's true. <laughs> Bobby Knight. I had no clue. I was. I, I had to tell you who it was. And who I, he was. Yeah, I was yeah. in. I was in Detroit or outside Detroit, and I was staying at a hotel he was at, and um, met him. <laughs> Had a whole conversation with him. Okay. I had no idea who he was. All right. But I, when I was a child, I met another sports figure 
uh, with my brother down in New Orleans or right outside New Orleans, and that was Muhammad Ali, and I, I knew who that was. You did know who that was. <laughs> I knew who that was. Okay. I I actually I, I knew who that was, and you know what's funny is my brother after the event he turned to me he goes you did know who that was. <laughs> yeah, I knew who that was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but even he knew better with me. Okay. All right, Kimmy, it was on this date in history. This song was released. Oh, this is so easy for you. Tell me the name. Tell me the name of the artist. But give me the year this song was released. Are you ready for your audio clue? Mm-hmm. Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like. All right, Gimme, tell me who that artist is, what the song is, and what the year it was Prince, released. Prince, When Doves Cry, 1984. That's correct. I, I would have been very, very sad if you had missed that. Because I want you to get your pocket lined, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy, identify this artist. There is no way you can do it, I don't think. Tell me who this artist is. This song hit number 35 on the charts on this date in the United States. Tell me this artist. What is this song all about? Can't figure any lyrics out. How do the words to it go? I wish you'd tell me I don't know. Kimmy, he's actually one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah. Some people think, really, he is. Some people think he's they find him irritating. I love him. Weird Al. That, ooh. Do you know who he was actually kind of? Uh, Nirvana. In, that's right. And the name of the song? Um, His version? Yes. I don't know. Smell like Nirvana. Ah. I, I do love Weird Al. I'd love to see him perform. Uh, he went on tour, I think, about a year ago. I tried to get tickets for that, and something just fell through. Mm. And just love to see him. I like him. He, he's a big student of Stan Freeberg. And uh, actually, uh, Mr. Freeberg um, almost adopted him in ways, mm. considered him extremely gifted and talented, and they did a lot of parallel things. So okay. he's actually keeping that creative that creative juices of Stan Freeberg alive with his stuff. And, you know, I think he's actually underrated and just, you know, a I'd love to interview him, love mm. just to talk to him, spend some time with Weird Al. I think it'd be, like, majorly cool. All right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. It was on this date in history. The artist, that was what he was going by. He was going by the symbol. The artist, he announced that he was reclaiming his name. Can you tell me the name of this person and what year? He decided to take his name back once his contract with Warner had expired. Hmm, could that be Prince? That is. That's the artist. He took his name back. What Nin- was nineteen ninety six? No, two thousand. Two thousand. All right, Kimmy. It was on this date in history. This artist, their album was released. Give me the name of the album, and give me the name of the artist, and give me the year. It's a three-parter. So easy for you. Here we go. <laughs> Who's not that innocent? Britney Spears. All right. The year? Um, 1994. 2000. And that song right there is the title track to the album that was released. What's the name of the song? Oops, I did it again. It's also the album to the CD in 2000. We're moving over to birthdays, Kimmy. He played on Batman as a villain. His name is Liberace. Give me the year. Liberace passed away. He was born on this date in history. Give me the year that he passed away and how old was he when he passed away? Um, 
Passed away in 1985? Very close. That's Pocalent going right to you there. 1987, he passed away. How old was he when he when he passed? 67? Exactly. You really? Just, well, yeah, you, you, that Pocalent is almost securely Ooh. yours. Now, do you remember him in Batman? Yes. All right. Moving over to this clue for you, Kimmy. Tell me who this actress is. It's her birthday today. Unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Tell me when she passed, okay? Mm -hmm. Here is Kimmy's audio clue. Tell me the name of the actress and when she passed. That's right, Joker. It's out. The automatic fuse extinguisher in my Batgirl utility belt will forever keep you from putting me into orbit. All right, Kimmy, there's your audio clue. Yvonne Craig. That's correct. Yvonne Craig. Tell me when she passed and how old was she? What year? Um... 2015. That's correct. And she was 68? She was 78. Oh. But you're correct. August of 2015, we lost Yvonne Craig. Moving over to this one, Kimmy, tell me who this actor is. You got two audio clues right back to back. Tell me who he is and how old he is today. Here is Kimmy's audio clue. Her name's Bond. James Bond. Well, come on, Timmy. Shaken. Not stirred. All right, Kimmy, he's from Ireland. Tell me who he is. Pierce Bronson? That's correct. How old is he today? Sixty-five? Mm, you're, you're, he's going to be mad at you. He's 63 years old today. Okay. And moving over to somebody in the world of sports, Kimmy. Olga Corbett. Tell me how old Olga is today 54 she is 61 today do you remember watching her do the mm-hmm. were you into the gymnastics mm-hmm. thing that i didn't realize that so you actually watched i knew you were like probably in ice skating and that stuff i didn't know if you were in the gymnastics mm-hmm. too. you were all right deborah winger having a birthday today how old is actress deborah winger 59 she is 61 moving over to janet jackson how old is janet jackson today uh 50 D- exactly right Okay. You don't want to let go of that pocket lint, do you? No. Oh, okay. All right. Tori Spelling having a birthday today. Tell me how old Tori Spelling is and what is she really known for, the big, big show she's known for? Uh, Well, that's Beverly Hills 90210. That's correct. And how old is Tori Spelling? Uh, 49. She is 43 years old today. And Megan Fox having a birthday today. How old is Megan Fox? Um, 36. She is 30 today. Oh. And moving over to deaths. Okay. Notable deaths today. Andy Kaufman passed away on this date in history. How old was Andy Kaufman when he left us? Uh, 59. The guy that did Mighty Mouse? On Saturday Night Live? 45. He was 35 years old. 35? 30, he was 35. I thought he was really? that's, uh, that's actually older than what I thought. I would have guessed him in his 20s. 35. I was guessing him in his 20s. I thought he was younger. Wow. I didn't realize. I thought that was, to me, 35. It was a lot. I wouldn't have guessed that yeah. high. I thought he was a lot younger. What did he pass from? What kind of, what is this? I'm asking the questions. Okay. You know sorry. why I'm asking the questions, Kimmy? That's because I am. A quiz master? That's right. So I'm asking the questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kimmy, moving over. All right. She passed away on this date in history. Tell me how old she was and tell me what year and what she's really known for, a big role. 
but she did a ton of things I know you're not aware of. Her name is Margaret Hamilton. Tell me, Margaret Hamilton, you know who that is? Um, she played the Wicked Witch of the West That's correct. Wizard of Oz. That's correct. How old when she passed and what year did she leave us? Wow, I, I don't have any idea, but I'm going to guess 1968. And how old? She passed away, and she was um, <sighs> 70. She passed away at the age of 82 in 1985. Okay. So keep in mind, that means she was right around 34 years old or so when she did Oz. Wow. She didn't look it. Nope. Remember when she was the neighbor trying to take Toto, too? Yeah. She has a dual role. Yeah. But she played in so many other things, too, but that's the role... She is famous for or okay. remembered forever. He passed away on this date in history. Sammy Davis Jr., give me the year and give me his age when he passed on. Uh, 1976. Is that correct? No. What was it? He passed away in 1990. Tell me how old. Um, 87. He was 64 years old. Oh. And moving wow. over... To Jim Henson. He passed away on this date in history. Tell me how old he was and what year did we lose the father of the Muppets? 2000? We lost him in 1990. Okay. And how old? Uh, 50? He was 53 when he passed. And one, I will not ask you a question. You've already won your pocket lent. The real Elliot Ness passed away on this date in history in 1957. Two questions for you, Kimmy. Tell me who portrayed him on television in The Untouchables. Robert Stack. Who played him in the movies. In Kevin the, Costner. That's correct. Did he see himself on yes. TV? Yes. Did he see Robert Stack play him on TV? Yes. No, he did not. No. He passed away two years, roughly right at two years before The Untouchables became a film. But his book had been released. M must point out the TV show is fictionalized of his life story. If you okay. check out his life story, it's far more complicated and takes some twists and turns that The Untouchables does not touch, of course, because it just is a snapshot. I mean, it's it's a story in its own right. I am surprised because it seems like Hollywood is desperate and hungry for certain things to recycle and bring them back. That would be a very interesting look at what inspired the TV show The Untouchables, the real... Cause a lot of people aren't happy with the book that he did originally. Mm. There's a lot of like, well, that's not, that's not all true, you know. So it'd be mm -hmm. kind of cool to look at that part, just from a geek, weird, historian, historian kind of thing. Well, that wraps up Nerd Geek Trivia for this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Please join us for 872. We're going to be talking about conventions, more pop culture stuff, and hopefully I can talk more about what we or I will be doing at, <laughs> at MegaCon. But the Riley and Kimmy Show is already, I mean, we're at... Make it come. We're going to be covering it as it is, but I'm doing some separate things too. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking about all that and more on episode 873. Now, Kimmy, please tell everybody what our web address is so they can get links to our social media and stay connected with us. RileyandKimmy.com. Don't miss the exciting conclusion of this story in the next episode of The Riley and Kimmy Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Ch -ch 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 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.